Hey everyone, welcome to Project Esports for August 12th, 2019, a great day in history where all of us have now claimed our World of Warcraft Classics names, and we will now be referring to only ourselves as our characters' names. So I am Nims alongside, what are you going with, Dylan? Boy. Boy, B-O-I? Boy the what? What class are you rolling? Uh... I am playing a Tauren uh, Shaman. Ooh. I, I Wait, just, no, not Shaman, Druid. Sorry, Druid. I was about to say, that's not what he told me pre-show, but I just wanted to bring that up because I'm sure you'd love to be embarrassed by that. But we are not here to talk about World of Warcraft, even though that is all we will be doing towards the end of the month. We are here to talk about esports alongside my favorite co-host, because he's the only one that actually shows up here, Dylan Beal. And for those of you that do not know me, my name is Andrew Nimsgern. And each and every week here over on twitch.tv slash popped underscore off, we talk about all the big esports news that you need to know about. And this week is not going to be any exception to that. Just because there's two of us does not mean it's going to be a light episode. We are jumping all over on some hotbed topics, a couple more that I have no information about. But that is nothing new. No major housekeeping um, for today, just as always, make sure to follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash popped underscore off, and make sure to go follow our YouTube channel. We are getting close to the 100 subs, so that soon it will be youtube.com slash popped underscore off, which would be so nice. But until then, we will keep reminding you to please go and follow those accounts so we can keep boosting that and giving you guys even more content. But with that, since there is no other big housekeeping, I want to jump in to probably the most ridiculous headline we've ever had here over on Project Esports. And because of that, we are going to give it to the most ridiculous man on the podcast, Dylan Beal, to break it down and give us everything we need to know. Yeah, so this headline reads, Burger King mascot streams with FaZe Clan to promote Impossible Whopper, which is... It is a loaded uh, headline. There's a lot going on here. Um, so let's break this down bit by bit. So Burger King mascot, also known as the King. That. Incredibly scary. I went as Halloween. I went as, I dressed up as him for Halloween one year. That's horrifying. I hope you post it to our Twitter, but uh, I won't be watching it. I won't be looking out for it because that's scary. Um, but I will say he has contributed a lot to the video game industry because of his games sneak king amazing game 10 out of 10 easy yeah i know i know you're making that face we all know because you're too young you're you're the zoomer of the group um but i guess for anyone else who doesn't know the burger king king was in a series of games that you could get from burger king andrew's too young to remember them but anyways let's move on to the the rest of the headline streams with phase clan uh, I, yeah, it's FaZe. I guess they're going to be uh, live streaming with him. Um, interesting choice for, for uh, a group to, to stream with to promote Impossible Whopper. So if anyone doesn't know what the Impossible Whopper is, it is uh, a spin on the Whopper using the Impossible Burger, which is the vegan burger. That's so, actually really good. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, I kind of actually am super down with this because they're promoting... The vegan burger actually i think it's really cool but it is really weird overall did we solely put this in there just because of the headline um 
Yeah. Or do we have do we do we have anything we want to talk about with this? I mean, it, I found it funny that I mean we've seen Wendy's. We saw Wendy's do something like this last year, I believe, or even earlier this year. We talked about that all the time. It was last year because I was still in school. Um, they would come into Fortnite and play stuff like that. And Burger King streamed with Courage and Scump um, last fall too. So this isn't the first time, but I think the reason we really threw this one in there just because of the very interesting headline and that it's why. Yeah, what? I mean, this is capitalism so, at its finest. Well, no. So normally I'm super down on it, right? Normally I'm like, brands aren't your friends. You know, don't be looking to the stream and stuff. Like mascots are gross, but they are promoting this vegan burger. So it's kind of like. Wait, that That's where you I allow things? That's where you. Yeah, I think. So if I the think, army was uh, uh, promoting a uh, vegan burger, where do you stand? No, I think I would go with it, even if they were doing this kind of thing, because. Uh, I think I think yet the way like what the the net morals of it are. I think promoting a vegan burger, it like the the net moral of it is in the positive for this. Um, even though this is really gross and disgusting capitalism. We are really going downhill here at Project Esports, aren't we? No, we're only going uphill. Only up from here, baby. Sure. Is there anything else we want to wrap up on Burger King before we get into our first real story of the day? Yeah, actually go out and try this burger. It's really good. It very clearly is not a Whopper, but like it's actually a really good burger. Like it's, it's fairly decent and uh, you'll feel good about your morals eating it. And unless Dylan has not told me, we are not sponsored by Burger King. So this is a straight up Dylan's vouching for this out of his own goodwill. But let's get into something a little bit more hot topic. And that's going to be something that happened a couple of days ago. So it may not be as relevant, but it's still something I really feel like we need to talk about. And it's kind of a step back from what we've been seeing so much kind of success with. And we even talked about this when it before it was going to happen. But ABC and ESPN. So for those of you that don't know, for the first time ever, esports were at the X Games including Apex Legends, which I think was the main game that was there. I'm actually not even sure if other games were there. But there was an Apex Legends Invitational at the X Games that were that a recap was going to be shown on ABC and ESPN. But unfortunately, there are problems in the United States, and there have been multiple mass shootings these last couple of weeks, and that has caused many large brands to want to stay away from video games because we're going back to the argument that video games cause violence and what does that cause that caused them to no longer according to a tweet um from rod slasher from just slasher on twitter says that abc will not air a broadcast of the apex legends exp invitational on august 11 out of respect for the victims and all those impacted by the recent shootings it will be played at a later time like in october months after this event happened and I don't know where you want to take this. I mean, it's besides the obvious fact that, yes, this is sad that we're at this point where this even need to be talked about. I mean, we can go with that angle. We can tackle the argument that, of course, video games don't cause violent. Or we can just talk about how uncommitted a lot of these companies are to esports when it comes to push or pull or um, push or shove or whatever the saying is. Which of those three do you want to take a stab at first, or at all? Um, I don't know where to go exactly with this. Uh, There's a lot. I, I guess the overall sentiment going on right now is very strange 
because uh, like you were saying, like a lot of these bigger companies are just like um, when push comes to shove, they just like they're not down with esports, you know, they're not ride or die with it or anything like that. And it's just really weird. And it's a weird narrative to be running with video games because like it feels like we've talked about this a million times, like not only here, but like just over the past like three decades. Um, it even got to the point where, um, you know, I, I, I was watching or listening to a friend, friend of the pod, uh, PBA Radio, and they were talking about this, but in relation to Walmart on how Walmart like pulled all their like violent video games and just like video games in general. Um, just the advertisements for it. The games are still there, just no longer advertising. At most places. Some of the places they actually pulled them. Really? Um, yeah. So there was like pictures of like just empty showcases at some of them. Not all of them, I don't think, but yeah, advertisings for that as well, which is really weird because then they are also selling guns at a lot of these Walmart so it, it's yeah. just a really weird conversation that's going on about it and it feels like video games again are a scapegoat and so it's just it's a it's that part that part's a whole mess yeah and I, and I i think it's hard to really get into a lot of this without getting super political and while a lot of you know where we stand politically it's not something we want to talk about very often so i think go on dylan I was say, do they do they know where I stand politically? Have I ever 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 been outspoken about it on the podcast before? You are the poster boy for so many political stances. It's not even funny, and that's just from this podcast, not even your real life. But I, I think the opinion I want to the way I want to kind of take it is that right now, so many companies are just treating esports as a marketing tactic to bring in younger generations. They do not care about this, and they are only using it until they think it's going to hurt them with other markets. And I think, looking at this at ESPN and ABC, I am not blaming the ESPN esports guys at all. I'm sure they all wanted this to run. They had very little say on this. It is the higher-ups that are being told that there is public unrest right now. A lot of people are blaming video games, so let's just take it off. We don't care about that section enough to run with this and take the heat. So instead, we're just going to throw that off. And I guess what I want to ask you is, do you think it will always be like this? Do you think we'll ever get to a point where these large companies treasure? Because you can never see this happening at um, like a traditional sporting event. Let's say a shooting happened at the NFL. God forbid, of course. But they would still play. They would still show the other games out of res- and not be out of respect. Like that would never happen in traditional sports. Will esports ever yeah. get to that point? Well, I I do think the situations are a little bit different, just because like inherently, I I would say this is just like the view from the the wide um, array of people, not necessarily like it's hundred percent true, but from like the vast majority of people, the violence displayed in sports is almost non-existent as opposed to video games, where you're you know, it's very outward violence. Now, like, you obviously make the argument that, like, both are, like, inherently violent at its core, but, like, I, I would say traditionally, like, sports isn't viewed as violent. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think that would happen because, like, like if there was a shooting at a sporting event, it wouldn't be because of the sporting event. Like, the, the sporting, like, I guess the narrative wouldn't be the sporting event led to the violence as opposed to this narrative or where they're trying to say that the, the video games led to the violence of this happening. Okay. Um, so I, I think coming up with the hypothetical is really hard to do, especially because I can't really think of something that equates to it because uh, there's nothing like that. Like there's, I don't think there's ever really been a violent movie that, that has even had the same effect. And so 
I don't know. It, it's really tough because video games really have been the scapegoat a lot for this kind of thing. So I think it's a little bit unique in that kind of that kind of regard. Yeah. And yeah, I, I was trying to find a comparison point, but it's just we all get so excited when we see these big names come into esports, um, especially with these larger companies and stuff like that. But it's just still painful to see sometimes that they still don't take it very seriously and that it is still very expendable to them. Sure. It's marketing deals and all that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of things that people pull their support from things all the time, but not showing a one hour recap on ESPN two um, of a tournament that already happened at the X games in front of a lot of people. Just, I, I just don't see that correlation there. And it really is making a political stance which again, we're trying to stay out of, which is very hard in this subject. But by making that choice, you are picking a political side almost. No, yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. And I, I I think you have to look at what they're viewing this for because I don't think this was meant for us to watch. You know, I don't think any of the things airing on ESPN, I mean, we talked about this a million times with Overwatch League. I don't think anything airing on ESPN is for us to watch. It's no. for... Um, people who aren't really into esports, people who haven't seen it very much or maybe seen a little bit of it, you know, basically boomers, you know, that's who this is really going out for. So when you have the main uh, narrative of video games cause violence, it's not me and you who think that, you know, or it's not people a little bit older than us. It's people who are, you know, substantially older than us, all the boomers out there still. So I think because this would be in, in front of, uh that crowd and that audience that's why they made this choice to pull it because they go okay the main audience for this is going to be you know people who already think that uh video games cause violence so we're not going to show we're just going to pull it i think that's why they made this move i don't think it's a good idea i mean i i think they should have stuck with it i think it's really good if they want if they actually see that this is something that you know is going to grow in the future and they really want to stay stay by it they need to, you know, they need to be there for it. You know, they need to show, you know, we're not going to just like fold super easily. Like we know that it doesn't cause violence. Like we know that like this is totally fine. So we're going to, you know, stay by it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like you're saying the reason esports are on TV is to normalize video games and esports to a generation that doesn't understand it. And by taking it off air, you just confirm all of the stances that those people already have and just make those people feel as if they're justified in how they think that that that's really the sad part but i mean at the same point if if you see some if you see that embrace of echo fox and um goichi at the end of that uh the dragon ball z tournament you can change how and that could change someone's opinion on how they view esports so by taking it off you don't get those opportunities to change people's opinions all you're doing are just justifying the biased stances of people that already have those opinions so it's unfortunate i don't think there's too much we can really talk into without going super into the weeds unless you have something else but it's just sad i wish we'd see a little bit more of companies sticking by video games or esports rather than turning so quickly but yeah i mean i guess it is a really good point to bring up that you know the majority of esports out there um you know i'm i'm counting very few that aren't just uh you know sports esports um uh, but inherently a lot of the competitive uh video games do inherently have violence into it yep. uh, primarily with guns 
Now, I do have the question of, do you think that is always going to be the case? Is there anything, you know, maybe different? The only thing I can really think of is League of Legends of where eh, there's there's a few guns in there, but like it's mostly like fantasy violence. I was wondering if like maybe there will be a shift in the future. Like, do you ever think that or do you think it is going to primarily be these type of games and look this kind of way? I mean, where do you, where do you draw the line at fantasy violence? I mean, Apex, there are giant dinosaurs talking robots, like energy guns, like sure they're all guns but that's still not based in reality overwatch isn't based in reality there's a talking monkey i mean well, no, no, i'm not i'm not saying based in reality i'm just saying like it, it it follows this shell of person as weapon you try to eliminate that person do you think there will be you know a different take on it ever no because as I mean, like long said, as our country treats guns that they as they do the trends towards guns is always going to games with guns is always going to be very prevalent because our country the united states of america has a little bit of a hard-on for guns i don't think that's very hidden to anyone outside of the country but we have the state of wisconsin hunters is like in the top 15 size armies in the world that is from one state and we are a top 15 army so our stance on guns is very strong here in the united states no matter how each individual person feels so as long as we love guns as much as we do, game, game makers are going to keep making games with guns in them because that's what everyone wants and everyone loves to interact with. So that's right. I don't, I don't see it going more towards fantasy unless things change drastically in the country. Do you, kind of, do you agree with that or do you think? No, no, I, I think I totally I agree with that. Yeah, so I guess, like I said, we can't. We are trying very, very hard to stay on the edge of political uh, politics here because we never want to isolate anyone listening or in the chat or anything like that based on political beliefs. Dylan tries sometimes, um, but we yeah, really, we are really here just to talk about esports and video games at the core, and that's why we are going to move on to the Toronto Defiant, very unexpectedly releasing their head coach Bishop. And then Toronto Esports, for those of you not familiar with the Esports, uh, the Overwatch Esports scene, they are a meme. Oh, wait, wait, let's, 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 let's do the first part okay. and then let me get into the second okay. part because I got some words. Go, go ahead. No, no, you, uh, yeah, so the, the main one is just, you know, Toronto Defiant released their head coach, Bishop. Um, and it was a little bit weird because it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it seemed very unexpected. And Bishop did release a statement a little bit later afterwards, and it's just, you know, just saying he was, you know, really sad that this happened and um, that it's going to just take a little bit of a leave um, and then possibly change up careers from coaching. Um, so I don't know. It, it definitely was a little, you know, out of the blue, I would I would definitely say. And I don't think this inherently means that the, the, uh, the franchise is hurting or anything. I just think, you know, we'll change it up a little bit. What do you think about this? So, uh, there's a couple things. I mean, one, it's not that... I mean, the timing of it isn't that crazy. Because if I'm not wrong, I believe this was coming the week after they were officially eliminated from playoffs. So, that happens very often in traditional sports. You didn't make playoffs. Yeah. You get removed. And even though they have been doing much better with their recent pickups, that's a reason that they want to make that change going into the next season when there is geolocation, they want more success, and they're going to start working on rebuilding the team, which they've already done so well this year. 
The other side could be that we talked a little bit about in our personal Slack and kind of a private message is that the previous week, the week before they lost, um, there was a media event the night before a game that they ended up losing, which eliminated them from playoffs. And several players spoke out against this event, how they didn't get time to scrim or practice, and that they felt like that was part of the reason why they didn't do well. Usually in traditional sports, the coach is held responsible for any comments and outbreaks out um like um comments like that from the players and that it's usually their job to hold that back or make them remove that statement or anything kind of like that so he probably agreed with the players i agree with the players and that could be another reason for splitting i mean i guess i don't know too much personally what's going on james might have had a little bit more of perspective on all this but i think that's the two sides that it could be neither one of them was super unexpected based on what's going on but Toronto Defiance has been on the up and up, so it's kind of crazy to see a kind of a major change like that, especially since this is season one for them. They didn't even make it a full season with their head coach that built the team to where it is now. Yeah. And I guess just on the, the back end of that, too, is the Toronto Esports Club, uh, you know, or also known as uh, Toe oh. or Toe. toe. Um, but basically, the, the rundown from what they are is that they had a team before you know overwatch league was a whole, whole big thing and they continue being a team into the overwatch league and then uh toronto got picked for a franchise and the the people who invested into uh you know toronto defiant decided to go with splice and picked up splice and oh my goodness you would never ever hear the end of it from the dude who runs toronto esports club he was upset he was like upsetty spaghetti about this whole thing. And the weirdest part is it was like an organization, right? Yeah, they were a contenders team. They were yeah, I mean... they were contenders team and everything. And then when Toronto Defiant came up, they're like, hey, listen, like we're the official team. And you know, should probably like chill it like on being like the Toronto team, you know, because we're kind of the Toronto team. team. And this dude was like just he was posting cringe on main, dude. Like, straight up, he just, like, like, was on Toronto Esports' like, main Twitter. I feel like half of the copy pastas you see in the Overwatch competitive side comes from him. Like, Oh, yeah. Did I mention he's a doctor, by the way, though? But Dr. Toe. And it's just been, oh, my goodness. It's it's been a lot. And then, of course, as soon as uh, they release Bishop, he just posts. It just, just immediately goes for the post. He's like... Well, if you would have went with us, oh, yeah. splice. Uh, Sybil yeah. dropped it in, in chat right now. It's unfortunate that you couldn't learn from our three years competitive experience in esports because you didn't reach out to us. We would have helped for free. Instead, you went for Splice, a team which had minimal experience in Overwatch. The truest copy yeah. pasta, and just having no chill at the moment a head coach left six like half away through a season, almost towards the end of the season, and. No one was putting up with this. His replies were just ridiculous. I think he has blocked three-fourths of the serious Overwatch community. It's just, it's a meme. He's a total. Yeah, and I just, I, I just wanted, and specifically that's why I wanted to bring it up, just because this dude's just like posting on main like crazy, and I think it's, uh, it's good to bring it up because, you know, most people can't see his tweets because most people either blocked him or have been blocked by him. So you would never even know that this was going. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, but... With that, I mean, I don't have too much to talk about Toe Sports um, or with even Toronto to find head coach, but it is it is 
curious to see the season kind of winding down. I want to kind of move over towards Overwatch as a whole even is that we've seen major changes going over to 222, which does launch on Overwatch tomorrow. Today's the last day of the competitive season. It'll launch officially on September 1st, but tomorrow will be in game, which is super excited. But it's crazy to see how those changes are going and we're getting closer and closer to geolocation. I'm Grand Finals is coming up at the end of September. We were just talking about booking our flights for this at the in pre-show and before the show even. So I mean, I I am I am getting more and more excited to see how that all turns out for next season. And that's not not much of a talking point, but it's something I want to make a statement as that with two 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 going in and seeing geolocation coming so soon, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, no, I think 222 is going to be great. And I'm not just saying that because Justice has been killing it in 222. Obviously, they haven't, you know, they didn't make playoffs. The Valiant like have been doing too. great as well. Yeah, our teams are starting to do good. James's team's never doing good either. Uh, but our teams are doing good. Um, but no, it's really great. And I'm really excited to see um, the home games just because DC is going to have like five, crazy home games. It's going to have five, but they're also so there's gonna be five like in the city and there's also going to be watch parties in richmond virginia um which is south of dc or south like east of dc and then also in baltimore there's going to be uh watch parties so the whole dc area is going to be absolutely insane with with uh with local esports and i love it and it's been great and i went to a watch party the other night and it was crazy because there were so many people there so everyone's super super hyped about this and so am I. I need Las Vegas to get a local team. Because <laughs> there's never any events revolved around Overwatch here. And, of course, pretty much my hometown basically got a Call of Duty team to cheer for. So I am never, ever going to live in a city that has a home team. So that is just the curse that I am going to live with forever. But, yeah, just something I wanted to kind of bring up a little bit of the Overwatch. Because it's a little bit of a lighter show and I wanted to bring that up and just kind of I think we're both feeling a lot of excitement for that. We'll both be playing 2-2-2 a lot tomorrow and this upcoming week. So I wanted to bring that up. But I do want to move over to another side of esports. One that would be, again, be great if James was here. First, we talked about his Overwatch League team. And now we talked about his main esport. But the Echo Fox deal that we talked about, that we were so excited that it was finally coming to a conclusion, has fallen through. So, um, the team that was going to buy it, um, do you know how to say the investor's name? Crow, Kronike? Yeah, I think, uh, I should know how to say that. Kronike, Kronike or Kronike? Kronike. Something like that. Something like that. Kronike Sports Entertainment. Who cares how they pronounce it? They're a traditional sports team. We don't need to care about them, but they had put in a bid for 30 million $30.25 $30.25 million to acquire the Echo Fox slot. They were moving through the Riot um, system to officially buy a spot. And then it was announced that the deal is now dead. And the main reason why, which this is a ridiculous reason why, but the investor group owned Sentinels, an old team from the um, LCS before it franchised. And they are the current owners of the LA Gladiators. We talked about this before. But they also made a deal with Kronike or whatever um, invest, uh, the investment group that they will take part in all esports ventures that the investing firm is part of. 
Well, they f- seem to forget that when they put in the bid and are now being sued by their own um, sub-company because for a breach of contact over that. And that is why this is falling through. Because an investor couldn't remember that they had to make sure Sentinels, who we all thought was going to run the team, had to be a part of the whole process when buying the slot. This like, is are you kidding so me? Weird. Like, no one in your legal department can think of that? Are you really going to try to buy an LCS spot, a franchise spot in one of the largest esports league out there, without letting your own esports team know or be a part of it? Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is ridiculous that this is the reason the deal's falling through. There's so many reasons this could have fallen apart, but it's because you can't think to talk to your own esports team before making the bid and including them in on it. And now you're being sued by them. Papegas. Absolute papegas. I mean, it's... I really thought we were going to be done with this I thought we were too. Like, this is the story that's just, like, never going to end. It's, like, every week we're like, okay, don't worry. They're totally going to get rid of the bad investor, and it's going to be fine. And then we're like, all right, right, guys, they didn't get rid of the bad investor, and now they got to sell their team. But we found a team to sell to. It's going to get picked up, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, it's going to be be fine. They just need to make the deal, sign some papers. No, it didn't work out. So (laughs) I don't know if we'll ever hear the end of the story. Well, yeah, it's that and... That one of the other bids for the company was also like not real. Like it, it didn't have the backing that they said it had. And so now I don't know if there's any other teams interested or bidding on it right now. Eventually it's going to go to the LCS where they're just going to auction it off. So we could hear more stories about teams thinking about buying it. We could hear the whole story of the auction happening. It's, I mean... It is truly going to be a, um, a story that never ends, and I would be surprised if it was dealt with before Worlds, which is in October. Yeah. Like, it is it is ridiculous, and I, I kind of want it to be end over with, and, like, come on. Just, like, you have a legal department. Check the contracts. Maybe talk to the team that you already own that has eSports experience before you make a bid on an eSports team common sense people you would think no you no i i am starting to assume that everyone investing in the esports is just an idiot rather than expecting the best because we're just starting to see more bad and bad kind of coming through but (sighs) anything else you want to talk about this or do you want to move into our second half of the show uh i i don't have anything left just Uh, chill out for us it's it's tiring but this episode is brought to you by popped off twitch.tv slash popped off and your amazon prime subscriptions which also means you have twitch prime which means that each and every month you are able to give that five dollars to any content creator of your choice it does not automatically renew and all you need to do is to go to your favorite channel such as twitch.tv slash popped underscore off push the little star on the top right corner say use twitch prime and then you will get our emotes you will get ad free viewing you will get immunity to slow mode and so so much more including expect exclusive slots in our discord so do make sure if you do have that Twitch Prime subscription to go up there and do that. If you're listening to this on the road, pull over, pull out your phone, go to twitch.tv slash pop underscore off and subscribe there. 
If you cannot do that, just listen to the podcast. Interacting us with whatever way you guys prefer, it all means the world to us. So while you may not be able to give your Twitch Prime to us each and every month, just listening to us does mean the world to us. So thank you so much for that. But let's now move into our second half of the show with a esports movie review. Well, it was going to be a movie review, um, but, but you did never you not watch it. Outline. You never read my outline, so uh, it is just going to be uh, us talking about. Was I the, supposed I, to watch it? Well, okay. Here was my. It's thought. an hour I and a half movie that you linked to me today. Well, no, I I had it. It's been in the outline for a long time. I guess I watched Harry Potter movie today. I could have easily watched this, but you know, go on. Yeah, but anyways, um, it, people are talking about it. It's a really cool and really interesting movie because we don't get to see very many esports movies out there um, very often. Um, the last one that I know that was of note was uh, the StarCraft one that we reviewed, I think, over a year ago at this point. Yeah, what was that called again? Um, I don't remember. Um, Game Changers. But anyway, a Dream of BlizzCon or something like yes. that. So this one is a little bit similar. Um, it's called Against the Odds, and it was produced by Red Bull, which Red Bull has been known for their pro- like content production. If, is that the right word? Is that the right phrasing? Um, they make content, video content, a, a lot of times around the, the things they do, like extreme sports and stuff like that. And they sponsor a team called Team OG. Like, that's their Dota team. And there's this really weird and kind of interesting thing that I love about uh, TI season is that people just like form teams very quickly before ti they'll play through ti and then almost disband right after um it happens all the time it's it's a dota thing like it's just a dota thing so against the odds is an hour and 21 minutes so it's like it's a movie it's a movie yeah it's good like and it's the journey of five dota players and a coach who just two months before had never played together and i don't want to spoil it that's crazy um but uh, they play in TI, and they do things in TI. Like I said, don't want to spoil it. Watch the movie. Well, we talked about um, it forever ago, but you know. Yeah, um, but it, it's it's cool. It's really interesting, and it's Red Bull, so they have really high production value. So, you know. Well, how about it? Yeah, I mean, how about I mean that is that your review? I mean, would you say it's is it worth it for someone to watch? So, okay, let's answer first couple of questions. One, if you're super into Dota and TI and you watch this story unfold, is it worth watching? If you're really into yes Dota, no. I, I I'm not I don't I don't I don't do yes and no's. Let me describe it. Because we have plenty of time and that's we have plenty of time with the show left. Um if you're into Dota, you like Dota, you know what happens at the end of it, but it's fine because you get a new uh, point of view on it and it's an interesting story. Okay. Is it Red Bull propaganda? Maybe. Okay, so let's say you enjoy esports but have very little experience with Dota. Is it worth it? Um, maybe, probably. I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't watch it. What do you mean you didn't watch? Wait, 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 wait. Were you not just saying it was my fault? This wasn't a review because I didn't watch it. No, so I put it there because my idea was, oh, Andrew's going to see this and we'll watch it together. But then when I realized that you didn't watch it, I was like, oh, well, you I'm didn't just not going to watch it. Put it in the outline. It was there. That one non-ask. Two, why did we bring this up if neither one of us watched it? 
it's a thing that happened and it's cool go watch it i want to talk about the ideas of it okay i i don't have to watch it to understand yes it. you do that is the I, purpose of a movie or a tv show to understand I saw the, the trailer it was fine go watch it it's good the trailer was just fine I'm done. I quit the podcast. I can't. It's a documentary. I can't work under these circumstances anymore. You see what I have to deal with each and every week on the back end. Like, oh, hey, I'm gonna put this in there. I expect you to watch it. I'm not gonna watch it unless you tell me to watch it, even though I put it in there first. And I'm not gonna ask you if you watch it, but we're still gonna go with it as if we both watched it and do a review, but we haven't watched it. So don't worry, okay, guys. In the outline, it's gonna be good content. Not review. Not save review in the outline. Well, I figured, why else would we put an esports movie in there? Because there have been other ones in the past couple of months that came out. Well, I don't know. I wasn't keeping up with those ones. Oh, I, I apologize. We will do an official review of Against the Odds on next week's podcast, where I will force Are Dylan we? to watch it. I will watch it. I'll watch it. And maybe we'll get James to watch it. Who knows? James is 50-50 on if we can even get him to show up. But... If not, and we also do have a couple of other all work, all play was a decent watch against the odds, probably similar. So again, another person <laughs> tuning in with not watching the movie, but it is better than what we have because it is at least a comparison. But yeah, it's probably good. It's probably good. You know Stay what? Tune in next week. Watch it. Project Esports. We're probably good too. Who knows? Tune in and find out. Yeah, tune in and find out. We're probably good. We're probably good. All right, Dylan. Let's keep talking Dota and talk about two things that sound like a foreign language to me, but Dendi leaving Navi and becomes yeah. a free agent. Yeah, they are the foreign language because they're literally in a different language because it's European. Um, but yeah, that's the big news. Dendi left uh, Navi, which it's a big deal because um, for anyone who doesn't know, is not super familiar with the Dota scene. Navi was one of the first really big Dota teams, um, you know, winning winning some of the very first TIs, getting huge amounts of money. And Dendi was like, I guess to describe it with describe it like to people who aren't into Dota, he was kind of like he he wasn't on skill as Faker, but he was like that kind of renown. He was just like a very famous player, definitely one of the biggest personalities in Dota, definitely in the early days um but he was just benched you know he wasn't really played or anything so and he up. was kind of like yeah essentially he's washed up um it happens it happens um so it's a big deal just because like there is a huge connection um between navi and dendi and now he's gonna leave so it's a i think it's a big milestone in dota um do i care do most dota players care i don't think so just because he's he doesn't play I love the stories that you put in this outline. I don't care about the story. He's a washed up player. You have two cents to talk about with it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I have no I opinion I mean, on this. I don't. A, I don't watch big, Dota. You, yeah, you, you described big. him as the faker of Dota, except he was not as good as faker, and he's washed up now. So he's not the faker of Dota. He was a very good Dota player in the first one, won the first TI, has been the same team for nine years, and now he's moving on because he's towards the end of his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dylan, I love you. I mean, like, I don't, you I, I mean, that's it. That's the story. 
that's the story. I mean, I, I think I think um, uh, Bimmy TV in chat really has a good point. Is will he get picked up by another team? I don't know. I could see him maybe. I haven't actually uh, checked in to see if he was streaming very often or not. Um, if that is his route, I could totally see a team picking him up um, just so he can go out and stream a little bit because he has that name. He has that renowned, so he could probably sell merch. And, I mean, that's the biggest thing. But he's just on the bench, and uh, he's not going to play, and he's washed up. High-quality content over here. Let's move on to an unexpected story, since we do have a lot more time than I expected us to. And let's talk about Ninja and Twitch. It's not something you need to have too much research on. We don't have an article on. But, for those of you that don't know, we talked about last week. Ninja moved to Mixer. Ninja has been pretty professional about everything that's kind of been going on between the move from Twitch to Mixer. You guys kind of know how we stand on Mixer. That's changing a little bit. We can talk about that there too. But... Twitch has kind of been a little bit of a child in this argument between the two and have started and turned them into the only channel. Ninja's channel is the only channel on all of Twitch TV that advertises other streamers on it. Like they even say the ninja you're looking for isn't in this castle anymore, but here are some other channels you want to check out. Like a channel he streamed on for eight years. And one of the things that was shown on his channel was a porn account. That was the top viewed thing on Twitch for four hours before it was suspended or banned. So Ninja, rightfully, was very upset. Like, I built this brand. I have a ton of followers. Like, this is my own personal name that is now having porn next to it. So he's very upset. Which has caused a Twitch, I'm a Twitter hashtag of the Twitch over party. A lot of people are getting very fed up with Twitch. And Dylan, is this the end of Twitch? You're starting to like Mixer more. You yeah. used to hate on Mixer. Yeah. So I was just like looking into this and just like reading a couple different takes on this. And it's really weird. It feels like Twitch is super, super disconnected um, from its audience and that they just don't even know what's really going on. Because if you remember back, uh, you know, I'd say, I guess a couple months to a year ago, a big uh, thing of drama was actually with Ninja himself. It was right around New Year's Eve. Um, he was having a special stream for New Year's Eve or whatever, and they were like putting ads oh, on, on other people's content. channels. And yeah. people were getting really mad. They were like, "Why are you putting, um, you know, ads for other streamers on my stream? I don't want people going away from the stream because of that." This is the same exact thing. So if Twitch actually knew its audience and they understood the reaction from that, they would have went, "Oh no, like, no, no, obviously we're not going to do this with Ninja because." You know, people don't like that. That's just a bad thing. Not only, like, is it upsetting Ninja, but, like, you know, the Twitch audience thinks that's weird. And this isn't even, like, the second time it's happened. The time even before that is a feature on Twitch is whenever someone was offline and you went to their um, page, it wasn't the same thing, um, but it was very similar of where you would get a pop-up that said, you know, uh, you know, popped underscore off isn't online right now. Here's some channels we would recommend. And people were like, no, 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 I don't want you to do that. I don't want you to point people to other people's channels. So I, I, it feels like a huge disconnect of Twitch not knowing their audience and knowing what they like because they said they don't like this thing. Not, not once, not twice, but this is the third time. So it's definitely weird that they're going down this direction again. So I, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I hope whatever they're doing changes. You know, it, it feels like they're a little bit disconnected at this point. So... And I hope I hope something different happens with it. 
Yeah, they've only seemed to be going downhill, and they're clearly not listening to the people as well as they should be. If especially, but I mean, they're just such a dominant force. Why do they need to listen to the people? They are the, no, e- the exactly. streaming platform. Yeah, and I mean, you you heard. Uh, so you've been hearing a ton about Mixer, right? What do you think their market share is? From how much you heard about them, how much do you think that they own uh, in the live streaming six uh, percent? Well, all right, you're a business person, you know that, yeah. But like from no, the amount that you've been, that's like an actual guess. That's what I would guess. I'd guess they're at sixteen. No, yeah. YouTube's like, at about thirteen, and yeah. then um, Twitch is the rest. And then there's point one percent left like for from, everyone else. You're you're a business person, so you know. But re- regardless, like if you would hear about Mixer, you would go, man, I bet they have like. 20% of all like the streaming viewers like oh. man like they have ninja now it's super crazy like you would think it's a lot more but it's not like they're just getting all this really good advertisement from it because Twitch has just been fumbling like the ninja thing I don't think it's a big fumble like I think it's totally fine that when I mean, he- they might get sued over it they might get sued a pretty penny over it no 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 because it's their website they can do whatever they want it doesn't matter ninja but has no grounds and he wouldn't he wouldn't do that anyways but like yeah they have no grounds to do that because it's not his like it is his it's his brand like, i mean you can't you, you can't tell channel, me that but... it, i mean but his brand's attached with it you can't tell it me that if wendy's account had porn showing on it that they wouldn't sue over that because that affects their oh, brand no, 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 no. they would sue over it but what i'm ter- what i'm saying is like on that's the same thing brands, no 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 I, i'm not saying that they would win it though wendy's would sue but what I'm getting at is, at the end of the day, Twitch owns everything. Like, you don't own anything here. Like, Twitch owns 100% of it. So, I, there, there isn't even a legal precedent for for him to stand off on this. But, like, regardless, besides all that, because, like, he's not going to sue or anything like that. I think, uh, yeah, and, and, and like Chat was saying, it's not even worth the lawsuit. I mean, you're not going to go up against Amazon Bucks with, you know. What, Ninja like, Bucks? Are you kidding me? He doesn't have that much. Not not to go up against Amazon. You can't fight the corporation. Someone like needs to fight Amazon eventually. And it's not going to uh, be you, Dylan. A, that is that is another topic we can we can go into uh, another day. Another, I know. I'll, I was show. just trying to spark you. Uh, no, but I think I think Mixer is in a really good position right now because they're doing things that are really good. I was talking to you a little bit about this before the pre-show that. Uh, you know, I feel like people don't know Twitch's CEO very much. Like, if you didn't he make a statement like today, though? He did. He actually made a statement, and that's very rare because he like never even tweets out anything. But Mixer, on the other hand, their CEO like streams, which is pretty crazy because like that's like a level of connection that's pretty deep, and that's not one that you really get with Twitch too much. And I think Mixer is in a really good position to soak up that 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 good air right now like they're just like nothing's really going bad for mixer right now they're just soaking it up and twitch is just dealing with all these internal problems does that mean i think twitch is going to die absolutely not twitch, twitch is great die. twitch is wonderful. too much money behind really it. great things yeah there's tons of there's a ton of money and and i think Each as long as twitch prime is there like you just yeah, got, you and, just got to think the number of people that get the free subs and all that kind of stuff that they don't have to pay for like that's that's something that keeps a lot of people there yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's really good because before it was like three people making a living on Twitch. And now you have thousands of people making a living yeah. on Twitch because of Twitch Prime. Like that's a huge deal. That's a that's a really, really big deal. And I think 
we shouldn't we shouldn't overlook that because you know i mean what's well i mean you're not gonna go to mixer and and really make a living off of that i mean i'm sure like ninja and like i don't know 10 people maybe are making a living off of that who aren't being paid by microsoft like if you don't have like a microsoft contract there and you're just making off ad revenue i th- I, th- I feel like very few people are actually making a living there no yeah I, that's I, just I don't live streaming so in general yeah but yeah, I just figured we had a couple minutes. I wanted to kind of get a, a little bit of a thing because that is just such a hot topic right now and kind of see where you're saying. But yeah, Mixer's growing on me as well too. I mean, I don't think we're going to be making that jump over anytime soon. But I, I think in terms of business, especially coming from the business side, I love seeing them do well and kind of grow. And I love competition. I, I say it all the time is that I, I, I'm not a fan of monopolies in some of these industries, especially in video games. And I think trying to find a way to lighten those up a little bit is always good. And streaming such a big part of esports that it's important for that monopoly to at least get loosened a little bit, um, if not completely removed. But let's jump into our two honorable mentions before we do our TI prize pool watch 2019, which is coming to an end very soon. But I want to do two of them. Um, so again, Twitch is going to be the NBA's official streaming partner for the USA basketball coming up. Um, Something that's happened before, I mean, they're already the partner for the G League, um, for I'm pretty sure even Summer League and all that stuff. So the NBA and the Twitch of Lawrence had a really good partnership there. Dylan, anything you want to add on to that? No. <laughs> Great. Good sense. Um, and the second one is going to be that Kevin Durant. No, you screwed me up. Kevin Garnett, because someone put KD in the outline. KD, not Kevin Durant. Kevin Garnett invested into... A tier two Overwatch team. They're in other leagues as well, but they're most known as um, Triumph Gaming is a contenders team in uh, tier two Overwatch. And this is incredibly cool because we don't see a lot of investment into T2. So Kevin Garnett getting involved. I'm going to keep saying his name over and over again because Dylan, first off, showed me a video um, by Little B called Kevin Durant. Please go and watch that. It is a cursed video. It's a classic video. It's not a classic video. But, and another really cool thing about this article is that our very own Sybil Kate is the one that we are sourcing this from. It's kind of breaking news she put out this morning. And it is go give her a click on that article. Dylan, spam that in chat right now. Um, But also, it's cool seeing investment into a tier two team, especially in contenders where we don't see much love. So that is very cool to see a team. And I would love to see more teams do well enough to get investment. So I'd be curious to see how much money went into or anything kind of like that. But very cool, especially coming from someone in our own community. So do go and give them the click there as well. But with that, that is our two honorable mentions. So Dylan, let us do our weekly segment where I am currently winning 2-1-1, the TI Prize Pool Watch 2019. And let us hear each and everyone's predictions before we get the official Standing, not standing, yeah, about yeah. this week. Yeah, the official amount. So I'm going to go right down it because I collected everyone's before this. Make sure that this was 100% legit. No cheaters out there. So Andrew. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what? That is not the amount I put in. <gasps> I put, it's not? No. Yeah, I, it is. I put in, I put, what, oh, that's, is that from last week still? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm no, looking at last yeah, week's. I got the right numbers. Andrew, you're messing me up. All right. So the official numbers from Andrew is 32,500,000. I said 
32 million flat. And James, who isn't here, the king of dipping, said 31 million 800,080. Wow. So the official amount as of when I looked at this was 32 million 769,000. So that means that Andrew got it and also that this prize pool is at a control right now. It just cannot be stopped. That is so much more. I'm like, okay, so like before, like kind of what my thinking was before, and I thought last week was at 31750000 because I lowered that down. Because like, okay, it was growing at like a million per week. So I'll kind of lower that down to 750000 That's kind of where it went there. But it bounced back to over a million dollars again this week. It was like $1.2 million is what it went up from last week, and that's ridiculous. This prize pool is huge. It is by far the largest in TI history. It is just getting out of control, and we still have weeks to go. But the most important part of all this is it is now three for me, one for Dylan, and one for James for the official Prediction King bet. Yeah, so normally I would normally I'd be like whatever, but like I, you have been guessing it right um, fairly consistently, so I got to give you props for that. And also I just got to give props to the TI prize pool because yeah. it has been absolutely ridiculous. This is great to see. I love it because TI is always exciting and Steam, or Valve, I mean, is doing really great things with uh, with Dota in terms of at least, you know, the prize pool for TI. Like, they always kill it. So I'm hyped now. I'm hyped for TI. I hope it's good. Um, I hope that this huge prize pool is going to go to some really sick games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. TI is a one time a year where I actually watch Dota, so I'm looking forward to that. But... With that, that is going to wrap up our last segment for today's show. And I want to thank you all so much for watching Project Esports for August 12th, 2019. I'll take over my part and uh, James' part just to make it a little easier on you, Dylan. But please make sure to follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at, oh my goodness, at uh, slash popped underscore off. And go and follow our YouTube channel as well, of course. Um, Oh, I'll hand it over to you. I'm sorry. I didn't read the outline. Yeah, well, that was half of mine. So you go to those. They're great because uh, we're trying to get our YouTube up and going. So please go. Just search Popped Off Project Esports on YouTube. Find our page. Like it because we almost have a link. We're so close to getting a link. So then that way I can just be like, go to, go to YouTube.com slash Popped underscore off because it'd be super easy. But we go live every single Monday here at Twitch.tv slash Popped underscore off at 10 p.m. EST. I don't know. That's you at 7 7 p.m. 7 p.m. 7 p.m. PST, 10 o'clock p.m. EST for the Project Esports podcast. If you're not able to make it, you know, all our VODs go up everywhere. If you want to listen to the audio version, it's up every Tuesday morning on every single podcast platform. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, all of them. Just go out there and listen to us because it's the best version. Uh, It's great. We have show notes. It's wonderful. Andrew, just just wrap it out. Wrap it out for us. And something I really say a lot, and I really do mean that even if you can't support us with Twitch Prime or anything kind of like that or financially in any way, 
just interacting with us in any way really does mean the world to us. We're creating this content for you. We're creating the content for the people. And we want you, we want to hear back from you about what you guys like about the shows. What do you want us to improve on? So that could be leaving a five-star review in iTunes. Let us know that you're loving what we're listening about. That also helps us show up in algorithms. So please go and whatever you listen to on, leave that five-star review. Even if you don't leave a comment or anything like that, it helps other people find what we're making. Subscribing to us on YouTube, like we say so many parts, getting that easier YouTube link is going to make it easier for other people to find the content that I hope all of you enjoy. And lastly, interact with us in one other way, whether it's liking your tweets on Twitter, following us, following one of us individually. Anytime someone that I don't know, but I found that kind of knows us through the podcast, I get so excited because I just want to create content that you guys like. And by letting us know that you like it means the world to me. And I'm sure it means the world to Dylan and James as well. So Interact with us is what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way because it does mean the world and it makes us try even harder to make even better content for each and every one of you. But with that, that is Project Esports for August 12th, 2019. As always, I'm Andrew. I'm Dylan. And we will see you all next week on twitch.tv slash popped underscore off. Until then, we love each and every one of you. We'll see you all later.